it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey, it's Brandi Taylor, the business coach for beauty professionals. I help beauty pros amplify their business and take more action. I am super excited to share the Beauty Pro Mastermind with you, a group for serious beauty pros who want to find ways to continue to thrive in their business, a safe place for support, accountability, and education. This group is for beauty professionals who are ready for change in their business, understanding that commitment is required to achieve your goals. You know you need to make a move, but you're unclear and need an extra push. My mission is to empower beauty professionals and equip them to achieve their goals, bringing beauty and business together through support, education, and business resources. Register today for the Beauty Pro Mastermind at IamBrandyTaylor.com and just click on Beauty Pro Mastermind. I will also include the details in the show notes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you, per the usual. I had a phenomenal interview with Haith Johnson of La Host Hair. Haith has over 30 years of experience as a cosmetologist and beauty brand owner, and she has a wealth of knowledge and so much wisdom, and she's so full of energy. We had a great discussion, and she dropped so many gems. Here's a little bit of Haith's bio. For 30 years, Haith has been a licensed cosmetologist in the beauty industry breaking barriers, and removing all limitations. Haith is in business with her partner of 25 years in marriage and has owned three salons in the past 25 years and developed her own hair care products and wig line. Her joy has been providing wigs for cancer survivors and vets, as well as women who just want to wear wigs. Haith was selected as the Businesswoman of the Year for 2020 for the state of Michigan by WBNEC. Haith is proud to be part of WBENC and MMSDC and NABO. Haith Hair Care Products has recently been picked up by major retail stores and LaHose Hair Care Products can be purchased in Walmart in 21 states and 300 plus stores. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Haith Johnson. Welcome, Haith. Yay! I'm so excited to be with you today, my love. So I'm excited. Thank I'm you for asking me. You. You're Thank welcome. you for asking me. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for being here. So, Haith, before we get into all the awesome things that you're doing with your business, Tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. <laughs> Let me see. Most things that people do not know about me. That is a good question. I've never been asked that. Oh, my God. You're good. Stuffing out the gate. Okay. Um, I like to shop at the thrift store. Really? Yes. Yeah, so when I lost a whole lot of weight, so a lot of people may know and may not know, but I lost uh, like maybe 150 pounds. And the reason why I say may know, may not know, because I did a commercial and the commercial and the company that I lost weight through, I had the um, surgery and they've been airing a commercial for like 20 years now. So when I lost all that weight, I found out the great finds of resale because I had to start all over with my clothes. Girl, I love 
resale shopping. You talking about therapeutic? OMG. Love it. Awesome. That's interesting. You know, I know quite a few people who are into it. I just don't know how to go about doing it. Well, the, the, the secret is you find a very good one. That's the main thing that really they, they carry the comfort. Well, let me say it like this. They take pride in the clothes that they accept. A lot of the clothes are sometimes two years or less or one year or less. It's all in the display, whether or not you're going to have good finds. It's how they display the clothes or the shoes or whatever they're selling. So if you walk into a store and you say, oh my God, it smells good in here. Oh my God, it's color coordinated. You're going to get a bunch of good stuff. If you go in and you feel confused or you feel like scratching or itchy, just turn around and walk out. Just just walk out if you're itching. You know, unorganized. It. No, I don't do unorganized nothing. So if I walk into your store and it's unorganized, I, I'll be, I'll be oh my God, I'm so allergic to this and I walk right out. So those are my keys. Awesome. Great tips. Thanks so much for sharing. That's definitely interesting. I appreciate you sharing that with us today. I'll have to take that into mind when I um, do decide to try to thrift a little bit. But yeah, so let's talk a little bit about your business. I know you have been in the hair industry for over 30 years. So tell us a little (laughs) bit about that, like how you got into it and leading up till today. That's funny because when people say that actually it's close to 35 years, I don't really talk about it. I don't even talk about it because I still want to feel like I look like I'm 25 years old. So when people say, girl, you've been doing this for 12, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, because what people say, one time I ran into somebody, somebody said, oh my God, you did my grandmother's prom. I'd be like, who are you talking to? (laughs) Because that's how long I've been doing it. It's like now My clients now got grandkids, girl. That is hilarious. So I started out as a teenager. My mom did hair and my dad did hair. My my father was a barber um, before he passed away and my mom did hair. And I was my mother's shampoo girl. And so that's where I got my first bite. I watched my mother do hair and it was just like, wow, this is amazing. I love the 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 gift and the talent to be able to make people feel and look amazing and feel better about themselves and you had you, you had input with somebody feeling amazing for that day so i started when i was young i did it i started i actually went to like a votech votech school um, when i was in high school so when i graduated i had my diploma and then potential to just take my test for the state of michigan Awesome. Awesome. So it sounds like it was in your veins because you grew up in that household where your mom was a hairstylist and your dad was a barber. What was that like growing up? Well, um, my father passed away really young when I was really, really young. Um, So I remember the barbershop because my uncle and him had a a barbershop together. So I don't have a lot of memories there. And my mother, Brandy, this is really the story of my mom. My mom did it like on a, how do, how do I say it? I don't want to say not on a whim, but it was kind of on a whim. She worked for Ford Motor Company and they had this huge layoff in the eighties. And so they paid for a lot of the um, employees to take up school. So my mom said, Hey, I'm going to do school. So she went cosmetology and she worked for Jackie Robinson. If anybody knows who's Jackie Robinson, she's like the 
Oh my gosh. She's like superwoman to me. When I was coming up, she was my superhero. She was a woman who I looked up to. So when my mom started working for her as her assistant, it was just amazing. So my mom transitioned from working in the salon and then she wanted to just work at home because she wanted to still raise her girls. I have three sisters, so I'm one of four. So maybe people don't know that about me. I have three other sisters. And so it was really nice. It, it was It was nice to see, put it like this. My mom did all my girlfriend's hair growing up. So it was kind of like, I got that little special, you, don't mess with Hayes because you ain't gonna get no appointment with her mother, that type of thing. <laughs> so those little perks was good, but she then got called back to Ford and then she went back and she actually put her curlers down and I kind of picked up where she left off. You know, a lot of things that people don't, it's a lot, I guess, that people don't know about me. Um, Hair saved my life. Um. Me and my mom didn't get along as we were growing, as I was growing up, you know, at that 16 year old age, you rebel, you think you know everything, can't nobody tell you anything. Anyway, long story short, I ended up in a situation where I was homeless and I remember laying on the floor and I said, God, if you get me out of this situation, I promise I will, I will serve you for the rest of my life. And I heard the voice of God say back to me, if you use what's in your hands, you'll save your life and you'll change the life of others. And I knew he was talking about the gift of hair. I knew it was a gift because when I was in beauty school, I would do things and it was effortless to me that it took other people or other students in my class. It took them like weeks or days to learn. I remember getting my mannequin head in the second week, girl, I had it cut asymmetric. It was flat iron. It was layered. My teacher said, no, you didn't. First of all, that's a bad haircut. And if I see that you cut up another one of these mannequin heads, you're going to be in trouble. But then she pulled me to the side and said, hey, I want you to understand you have a gift. And if you respect the gift that's in your hands, it'll take you somewhere. So I kept getting these little messages to me. And I believe it was God talking to me to saying, you're not going to be just your average bear or you're not just going to be the average person who stands behind a chair and do hair. And so, Brandy, that's what I build everything that I begin to do. I knew that there was life beyond the chair and I didn't want to get stuck behind the chair. And so I began to find out, well, what other things in the beauty industry that I can start embarking on? So I said, wait a minute, there's a business side to this. So I said, okay, well, wait a minute. Well, what other? So then I started finding out about becoming a platform artist. How do you do makeup or how do you do uh, magazine covers? How do you do film? How do you sit on a set where they're doing, maybe this is the, this is when it hit me one day, Brandy. I was walking through a, a like CVS, right? And I was, had to be about 18, 19 years old. And as I was walking, I looked up and there was a lady in the hair section, in the beauty section, and it was a big gigantic photo. And it dawned on me, wait a minute, somebody had to do her hair. They had to hire somebody. So then I started finding agencies that I could book with to do those type of photo shoots, magazines. And, you know, after maybe about 10 years, I started traveling the country, traveling with a play. And um, I've done people from Yolanda Adams, Cece Winans, Vicki Winans, um, Mary Mary with, um, uh, you know, Erica Campbell and Tina. So my, my, my career has taken me all over the world, but I wanted to learn the business side of it. I hope I'm not all over the place. I'm sorry. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. I definitely uh, appreciate you sharing that. And I love that you wanted to learn the business side, but let's kind of step back just a little bit because sure. I like the way you say when you were like 18 or 19 and you saw 
this, you know, picture you like someone had to do that. And so what was your process of really trying to figure out like, how do you go? Yeah. How do you go about working for these types of companies? How do you get these types of jobs? Like give us a little bit of background of that story. Sounds great. Great question too. Research, research, research. I began to do the research and I began to ask questions. That is one thing about me that my husband always told me. He said, girl, if you don't know something, you will ask a question. That's how you get the understanding of what it is you don't know. So I began to search and ask some of my clients, do you know anybody who, and then I did have access to people like CC Winans or different people like the Clark sisters. I did the Clark sisters for years. And so you ask, them. And then what will start happening as you build up your reputation, people like, you know, on, on, um, on the stage or that sit in front of a photographer, they begin to seek you out. And, and so I began to build up good relationships and I've learned never burn a bridge, never, ever burn a bridge and always treat everybody with respect and kindness because your name is all you have. And so in the industry, I've always been respectful of other people. I've always tried to live my life like that. And so as I begin to build these relationships with different artists, one artist to tell another person, another person. And so that's how my reputation began to grow. And um, you do the research. But when it came to, like, for instance, I did one client who was on set with Denzel Washington, and she was the actress that got hired into one of his movies. It's just you build relationship with people. And you have the proper things that you need when it's your time. When talent meet opportunity with preparation, nothing but good things come out of that, if that makes sense to you. Definitely. I love that analogy as well. Definitely. Take us along your career. Like, so you you started networking, you're working with some celebrity clients, um, and you're building your brand. Was this something that you did starting off in your career or did you also work behind the chair as well? Or did you? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. So basically, in a nutshell, I started out doing hair again for my mom. It then transitioned to once I kind of got in that little homeless situation where, you know, me and my mom wasn't getting along. And long story short, me and my mom are like the best of friends now. So I grew up and I learned the power of forgiveness. But long story short, um, I knew I had to do hair. So hair, like I always say, hair saved my life. And so I had found out about a gentleman named John Gooden. And John Gooden was the best of the best. And that was my mindset. If I got trained by the best, then that can only make me better. And so what I was doing at the time is I was trying to figure out how can I go work for him? And I called him up and he said, well, yeah, you can come, you know, let me interview you, whatever the case was. When I walked through the door, he was curling hair. So I had to sit there and wait for him. Long story short, I got a broom. I started sweeping up here. And he got behind. I said, if you want me, I'll wash them for you. He said, okay, go ahead. So I wa- So in other words, I made a place for myself. We end up interviewing. The interviewing with good. I stayed with John Gooden for maybe about three to four years. He really is so instrumental in the person who really trained me for who I am today. So I believe as I hung around people who were better than me, it made me better. But then when he got in a crunch and a celebrity, I'm not going to say the name, but a celebrity um, was a client was in the chair where he couldn't get to her. He turned to me and said, well, she can do. But see, I had built up such a good reputation with the people as 
uh, I, I was loyal. I served him like really like, I mean, I, I took the job very serious because John at the time was one of the best stylists in the world. So serving him. And then that's how I kind of got close with the Clark sisters. And then when they started traveling, I was offered to go along with them on that play. And I stayed with that play, traveled around the country, maybe about a year. And so I left there. When I left that play, I kind of got like, uh, I want to go home now. I found someplace to situate myself and I rented a chair and, you know, I, I did hair behind the chair for a long, very long time. Very, very long time I did. and But I knew I didn't want to always do it. That's one. I knew retail was very vital because, again, I'm my mind is always, how do you do the business part of the beauty industry? And so I knew that was products. I knew that it you had to do products. I knew products was vital. Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about products and everything. At what point did you start to add in retail in your business? And did you see that it was vital to have multiple streams of income in your beauty business? Mm -hmm. So I met my husband, um, Henry Johnson. I've been married to Henry for about 26, it's going on 26 years. It'd be 26 years this year. Um, And when we met, I'm going to tell you the truth. One of the salons that I worked in, I remember, See, and and, you know, I don't want to seem all deep and spooky, but I remember washing, I worked at this one particular shop and I heard when I was shampooing, I heard, this is your shop. And I was like 18, 19 years old. I was like, I'm not, I can't handle a shop. I don't want to own a shop. I was so scared because I didn't know what I thought running a business was, but it terrified me. Well, three years later, I was driving home and I went past that shop and I didn't work there anymore, but I was driving past and it had a big, gigantic for lease sign in the window. <gasps> I went home. I said, honey, we had only been married for six months. I said, honey, remember that shop I was telling you about? And I told you, and he said, yeah. He said, I said, it's police. He said, well, give him a call. I'm like, no. He said, hey, call the people. So I called them. Long story short, I and that was our very first shop that I owned. And that was in Oak Park in Coolidge. And it was 3,000 square feet. I had like 17 people working there. It was incredible. And you know, that's what I would tell any beauty stylist or anybody that have ambitions to own their own. Just do it. It's not as scary as you think. You got what it takes take the keys, open up the door and get in there and do what you know how to do. But it was there that God began to exercise all of my abilities, talents, and skill. I believe one door of obedience leads you into another door of opportunity. And so I took that space and I said, well, you know what? I'm going to add a hair shoe, uh, um, a hairspray. And then I said, well, you know what? I'm going to add hairspray and a shampoo. I'm going to add, and I just started adding different things as people would come in and say, well, my hair is dry. Then I would add in whatever my customers would come in. I am one to firmly believe never send your customer to another, um, uh, like another retailer. Don't it, it, you be the one to supply the hair. You should be the one that supplies the shampoo and the conditioner while you have them there, make your store the one-stop shop. That was my mentality. And that's how we grew our, uh, our hair care products. I just knew that Retail was vital because I knew one day, I was just I'm thinking as a kid, but I'm thinking about it now because I'm about that age. I knew when I was 40 and 50 years old, I didn't want to do hair for the rest of my life. So if you don't want to do hair for the rest of your life and we don't have a retirement plan or 401s in the beauty industry, how do you retire? You retire by doing products 
or retail or some type of, you know, speak is other streams that you can tap into in the beauty industry. I just knew I could not stand on my feet until I was 50. And I made a vow then by the age of 50, I will retire. And at 50, I did retire doing hair. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of wisdom even when you were young and coming up in the industry. And it was very wise to start once you became a salon owner to start adding products and adding Mm -hmm. on different streams and different ways to bring in income. And it it sounds like you already had a business mind. And I know you talk about the business side. You know what I see a lot of times now is I don't see that. You know, Mm -hmm. um, you have so much wisdom and it was clear early on that you saw that there was a need to have multiple streams. There was a need to do something else in addition to being behind the chair. But uh, oftentimes nowadays, you don't see a lot of stylists retiring. You don't see a lot of stylists that have it together like that, or, or they bring in a lot of money, but then it's gone. And then it's like after a while, You're preaching. Yeah, You're after preaching, a while, girl. they're not able to even do hair or they haven't even up their skill enough to be in the current trends. And yeah. so now their clientele is falling off and they're not making as much money as they once did and they have nothing to fall back on. So what lessons have you learned? Can you share any like advice for someone that may be in the hair industry now? Like what the importance of focusing on a business and some of the lessons that you've learned along the way? Absolutely. The one thing is, it's never too late for you to start. You start the first day on the first day. This is one thing that I always knew. Okay. If you, if you own a salon, I believe, well, this is how God taught me. You know, I was always a person when I, I didn't do a whole lot of talking when I was doing hair because I wanted to hurry up and get to the next person. So I let the, I let the clients do all the talking and they knew if I had my earplugs on and I know it was rude, Lord, forgive me in Jesus name. Amen. But I will put my earplugs in, but that's how I service them to get them in and out, in and out. Right. So what I learned was while I'm standing there, I am the center of this salon. That means I am making the most income. So how do I work less, but make more money? Every single corner of that salon should make the owner money. So what that means is I don't care if you got purses and hats in this corner, product in that corner, and if you got uh, cookies in that corner and a vending machine in that corner, every corner has to make that salon money because if anything happens to me, then the salon is going to close down. And so um, the wisdom to people I would tell anybody in the beauty industry, it's not too late for you to start now. I just believe in my hand, uh, in my head, Brandy, with everything in me. Everybody has an ability to take them to great wealth. God gave us all the same giftings and talents, but you have to utilize, sharpen your skills and say, okay, now how do I monetize this? When I got my Facebook page, no, I'm gonna start my YouTube page because that was the first one. And I found out you can monetize it. I said, okay, well, how do I monetize it? Everything that I put my hands on in business, I said, okay, now how do I monetize this? When customers started wanting hair and it was going to the beauty supply store, okay, I'm flying to India because I got to monetize this. So you got to listen to the industry. The industry will tell you their problems and you with your gifts, talents, and abilities should bring the solution. Like even what you're doing, Brandy, you're bringing solution to people who are lacking the information. So you're connecting the dots for people. I may have the answer for a hairstylist 
or hair um uh, a salon owner who may be listening saying now how do I make this salon grow okay Brandy it was you that connected us so you know what I'm saying so it's like mm-hmm. if you use what's in you and you use it in a business business to me is just solving problems you are the solver you are the person who resolve the problems for people. And that's how your business grow. And that's how we've been able to scale our business. Because I knew, again, I wasn't going to be standing on my feet. So how do I not make me the brand? I don't want to be the superstar. I want my products to be the superstar. When I was doing hair, I had to be the superstar because I was the product. I was the name. But now, okay, my feet hurt. I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> okay, so it, hey, instead of me doing five customers. How about I get one customer to buy five products? So that's how I see it. I love it. Thanks so much for sharing that. I think that just gave a whole lot right there. I hope that helped. It did. I appreciate you sharing that. That was some awesome information because I never thought about it. I love the way you said the four corners, like, oh, you need to be making money in every corner of your salon. Yeah. I love that. Tell anybody that if you do have a product, now I know God taught me this lesson. Um, I used to sell makeup. Girl, I, I guess I used to sell everything. Lord have mercy. I've had my own makeup line. I've had my own hair care products. And one day I'm going to get back to those uh, makeup products because that really, I really did love selling makeup as well. But this is what the Holy Spirit taught me one day um, when I had all my makeup. I would sell lipstick, lip gloss, and eyeshadow, right? And mascara. And I kept putting the lipstick on sale. And one day I heard God say to me, never put red lipstick on sale. All right, what does that mean? Never put red lipstick on sale. He said, if red lipstick is selling, never put it on sale because it's a bigger profit for your company because it's selling. It's a high demand item. Now, if you have uh, some eyeshadow and it's green and it's not selling, you put that on sale. And so, you know, it's hit and miss, it's learning as you go, Brandy, it's learning as you go. But if you never, if you talk yourself out of opportunities, you'll never make it. You'll never make it. And I think that's what happened in the beauty industry. Um, also, people don't reach back and teach the next generation. And that is another thing that I uh, I really strive to do is I am a, a vault of do's and don'ts, mistakes, and triumphs. If anybody called me, that's why when you called me, I was like, oh, absolutely, I'll do it. Absolutely. Anytime that I can reach back and help anybody not make the big mistakes that I did, oh my God, I'm here for it. I love that, Hayes, because oftentimes, especially in the beauty industry and in be, the Black community, it can be hush hush. Like, yep. We ain't ain't sharing too much. Now, when I say we, I don't mean me and you, but in general, it can be hard for someone coming out of cosmetology school to find someone that even will let them sweep hair or even will let them assist Mm -hmm. them or that will really train them on how to do everything properly. Um, Why do you feel is that way? Why is the community so hush hush, especially the beauty industry? That's a good, that's a good point. I think it's culture. I, th- I think we've been, we've, we've, oh my God, that's a great question. Brandon. You have great questions. You know, you one day should get a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you ask great questions, you little Oprah. Um, I, I think, I think it's something that we suffer with as a community. And I, I believe that it takes game changers and it takes change agents to make, to break that mold of a mindset that we feel like, if I share this, then it's going to take something take from me. me. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. but it's not, it's not going to take from you. It only adds to your community, which enriches everybody. I have been a person that have tried to give, 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 and you can never out give God when you're trying to help other people. He's always going to give back to you. That's why you never feel like at a loss. If I'm giving this, if I'm sharing this, and I recognize too, when you have a lack of understanding that what you have in your hands is truly a gift, then you're being stingy and you're not utilizing giving that gift away. That's how we enrich each other. So when you're being stingy and you don't share information or knowledge or um, experiences, I hate to say this, but I believe it's a mindset that we've just grown up in our community that... um, Hopefully it'll break and hopefully we're the change agents to make it break. But why yeah. it is, I think it's a mindset of our culture. I, I really do. And it's not good. It's not good. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. <laughs> yeah, let's change it for sure. And that's that's my goal too, because that's why I love having people like you on that will freely share and add value to the audience because mm-hmm. you realize that you share doesn't take anything away from you. Correct. And you're openly and freely do that because everyone isn't open to doing it. And it is a mindset thing and a mind shift that needs to happen within our community and within the industry for sure. So you know, absolutely. Some, some you just said just jarred my mind. You got to know who you are. I started out as a hairdresser, but I knew I wasn't going to end up as a hairdresser. So I was always willing to help other hairdressers because you was never going to take anything from me. I get to be me. You can act like me, but I get to be me. So I knew I wasn't going to stay as a hairdresser. So I knew that I was just passing by. So whatever I can do to help you here, I'm going to help you here. Like now, even with retail and getting into Walmart and getting into all these big box stores that I'm now negotiating my products that sit on their shelves, I'm not going to end there. One day I'm going to have a big gigantic school and I'm going to be helping young girls that have been rescued from human trafficking. And that's how I'll spend the rest of my days as I retire, helping the next generation in hopeless situation. Because remember, Brandy, I made God a promise. If you get me out of this situation, I promise I'll help. I'll help whoever. No, I'll, 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 I'll serve you with the rest of my life. And then I heard the voice say, if you use what's in your hands, you'll change your life and help the lives of other people. So that was a promise I made God as a young woman and I'm going to keep it. But I think that that's what's vital. You got to know who you are. When you know who you are unapologetic, unapologetically, you can show up and whatever it takes. Yeah, sure. I'll give you this information because it doesn't take anything from me and it's going to help my community. Absolutely. Here you go. Yeah, I love you shared it. I want to share something with you because I just feel led to share it. I remember, you know, my background is in makeup artistry. And so I remember early on in my career, I couldn't afford like a kit full of all this expensive makeup. So I had a little bit of this, a little bit. Of that. I had some expensive things and a variety. Right. But I knew how to achieve a look with what I had. Right. Yeah. And so I happen. got my first big opportunity 
and it was going to be other people there. I had to go to the studio to do the makeup and everything. And I was shaking in my boots. I was nervous. And I almost was trying to figure out how can I get out of this? Because it started off as nerves and then it's turned into fear. And then I just was like, I, I couldn't even sleep. And I just, I just began to pray, like, you know, just help me because I don't know what to do. I don't want to mess this up. And God told me that everything that you need to achieve the job that you already have it is already you have in it. your hands. You have it, baby. It's already in your hands. And I yes. tell people that because oftentimes we think we need this, we need that. But everything you need to succeed, he already provided for you. Yeah. So you don't have to worry. And, and no one was thinking about those things that I was thinking about. I did an awesome job on the models. I was called back several times. Sure, you But was. just before, I just was so fearful and afraid of not having the proper tools or not, you know, having what everyone else has and worrying about all those things. I understand. And he had to show me that. And I'm often reminded of that mm-hmm. when I get fearful, when I feel doubt, like about anything that I need to do or imposter syndrome or anything, I'm reminded that I already have everything. You have it. And and let me tell you how I know you was a beast and you rocked that out because you said, I don't have what everybody else had, but you still got called back. I didn't have the Mac. I didn't have, girl, I was just wet and wild and I was using this color and I was using that, but you rocked it out. So it wasn't about the Mac versus the wet and wild. It was about you showing up and using what God already put in your hands. And that's why I talk to people and they say, you know, and I said, why you don't, you know, what's going on? Why are you still out here scrambling or, you know, doing a side hustle? You got to treat this like a business. And they said to me one time, one, one person said to me, because I know I hang around the wrong person and they dog me out so bad. They make me feel like I can't. So then my mind was, well, why do you hang around them? And they was like, because I guess I don't believe I can either. And so I always told anybody who worked for me as assistants, young lady, I didn't teach them how to be great assistants. I taught them how to be great business owners. And honey, let me tell you, for the working, I probably got a whole lot of young ladies out there that couldn't stand me when they worked for me. But when they left and they opened up their own salons or they started their own business or they built their clientele till they were so successful, A lot of them call me back and say, hey, thank you so much for being hard on me, because I would always tell them the worst enemy you can ever have is yourself. When you talk yourself out of opportunities, really, it's us that stop us. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, we just have to get out of our own way. You do. You really great. Great. way to say it? Yeah, get out of your own way. So, yeah, I like thanks for sharing that for sure that that I think that is phenomenal that you teach that way that you share those things and I mean it's just been awesome but like so let's get back into the business so I know you had a salon you added products and then you got off into the wigs and everything so kind of take us into you know your business more so now what you're doing with your wigs and your products and everything now okay so I started the wig company because um I had a girlfriend who had diagnosed with cancer and always felt like I, it was some after she passed away, I was like, wow, there's something I could have did something that could have been a part of her journey to make her feel 
Because, you know, I guess I'm always into making people feel better or empowering people. And then it came to me one day, you know, wigs. And again, Brandy goes back to what's in our hands. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can make wigs. So I started making wigs, but then it was too much. I was like, oh, this a whole lot. <laughs> Meaning making a wig. No, really, it would take me two weeks to make a wig. I said, I know it cannot be this much time making a wig. So anyway, long story short, I started doing my research and finding out how do I get wigs? That's just how my brain works. I believe in working. I, I believe in working hard, but working less to make more money. That is what I, and I believe more money is always in the masses and in quantity. So I said, well, if I can make one wig in two weeks, how many wigs can I order <laughs> and sell in two weeks? And so that's how I started building the company. But then I partnered with American Cancer Society. And my job was to give away wigs to the community, to women who had suffered with cancer. And when I seen the impact that women, oh my God, girl, that changed my life. When we would give wigs to women who was diagnosed with cancer or was you know, told you at stage four cancer, you'll be dead in six months or a year. And you would give them that wig. And it was like, <gasps> life had came back to them. And so many women had the the will to keep going because they felt better about themselves because they look better. So we developed this model fight pretty with a wig. And so that became like a thing for me, like, Hey, I'm going to make sure every woman that needs a wig has a wig. And then again, we then found out our hair care products work just as well on the wigs as well as they did as hair. So it's like, okay, now keep them together, brand them together and market them together. So when COVID hit, I thought my business was over. I thought I was going to have to close. It devastated me. Again, I'm a woman of prayer. When I was set there, I thought I was going to have to let my whole staff go. Long story short, I heard, well, and more so I seen than here. I kept seeing myself put my phone up and me standing in front of the uh, camera saying, hey, and this is our products and this is how you wear your wigs. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think God is trying to show me my next level or where to go. And then it hit me oh, I'm supposed to do Facebook lives. Now this is after COVID. I'm like, but God, why I got to take my wig off? I did it so well. Why is, why I got to take my wig off? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, would you ever consider the women that had diagnosis two weeks ago? And then they're told that they have stage four cancer and they'll be losing their hair in two weeks. I think you can make that sacrifice for another woman in her situation. So my first initial, when I started my Facebook lives, I do a Facebook live called the big wig show every Thursday and Saturday at four o'clock. And so one day when we tuned off, we had 80,000 people that had viewed us. And all I was doing is going on there to introduce us so that I would not close my business. I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to Facebook live. I'm going to push my website. And because COVID happened and because we had a product, that's what kept us in business because when they said no more, no one else can do hair, you know, all the business for salons had shut down. It was because we had product already in place that we began to ship stuff all over the world. I'm talking about Instable, Turkey. We ship wigs to Hawaii, Japan, uh, the Bermuda, Bahamas, Jamaica, all over the world and products because we was ready for the opportunity. When COVID hit, it didn't take us out. We just pivoted, changed the way we did our product and rebranded ourselves and launched out. And then with that, we applied for how we end up in the store with Walmart. Every single year, my husband, well, for about, I think it was two years, he, he would, um, it's something called open call with Walmart. And he applied for it. And the first time we got the letter and they said, no, 
We also applied for Menards and they said no. We also applied for Myers and they say no. We also applied for Target and they said no. And my husband was so determined. He said, I don't care. I know we got amazing products. I know they work. And so he reapplied for Walmart. He came home. He was like, oh, babe, I'm going to reapply for Walmart. I went, yay. Okay. Yeah, I was done. I was like, I'm just going to sell these wigs. Let these ladies know this, this retail stuff is happening. Get the products, get your wigs and look amazing. My husband, he came home one day and said, check your email. And I checked my email and it said, congratulations. Uh, we, Walmart, would like to partner with you and ask that you pitch to us about your products. We want to know more about your product. We did the pitch. We was prepared. When I tell you two weeks, we took 14 to 21 days. And all we would do is sit in front of um, a computer, do the research. We found out what was their culture. That's how you launch your product and partner with another a big box store. I found out what they like. I found out what they customers like. I found out I would go in and out and I would talk to their customers. So when I talked to that buyer, we was ready. She stepped back in the chair and she said, I'm going to tell you, I've been, because ours was the last pitch of the day. Ours was like four o'clock. They started that pitch about nine that morning. She sat back in that chair and she put, crossed her hands and she said, now, I'm going to tell you, that was the best pitch that I've heard all day. But Brandy, we prepared, we prepared, we prepared. We knew our numbers. We, we it's, it's so many things that we had in place. It's not, success does not happen by accident. So that's how we got the product out. That's what I'm doing with the Wiz. I'm still doing the Wiz. I'm doing them on a big wig show. We're still doing the products. We're now talking to like maybe four other um, big major stores to get our products in there. Um, I'm just not at liberty. I don't ever say it, girl, until the ink is dry. <laughs> but I feel real good that we're going in there, but I need that ink to dry. <laughs> don't nothing count unless it's in right. So I need it to dry. But that's what we're doing. So right now, and, and again, I'll transition slowly out of the wigs. Okay. Because I still, to a certain degree, have to work because I'm standing in front of the camera and this is how you wear the wig. Just do this, do that. See, I'm always thinking about what I'm going to do at 70. Can I do this at 80? You know? And so that's how my mind works. Awesome. Awesome. First of all, kudos to you for getting in Walmart. That is just phenomenal. It's major. It's, it's phenomenal. Major. And I know you're yeah. at 21 stores, right? We are in 21 states and 310 stores. Yep. 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 Wow. 21 states. And we just actually got offered another 100, 100 stores by another retailer. But again, I'll come back anytime you need me to come back, Brandy, and I'll talk to you more about it as we grow. Um, I think you are amazing. This is amazing. And I'm, on, I'm like, this girl, you, you need to be doing TV. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, this is phenomenal. I really am so proud of you to hear that, you know, you were able to make that pivot. And I love it how you just said you put, you know, you put out your camera, you went live. Yes. And so you started showing your wigs. And I seen that. I see where you sell the wigs. And yeah. like, this is the last one. This is such and such. And your husband be telling you the name. What's her name? And I love it. I love the way you guys partner together and work together yeah. and compliment each other. I want you to talk about that a little bit because the importance of having some support and someone that, that sees you and he even though you were like okay I know you're gonna keep a plan but I'm gonna keep doing this over here he still was pushing <laughs> to get you yeah. and that 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 actually got you in the Walmart so talk a little bit about him and you know your partnership and everything in the business Sure. So um, again, we got married six months later. I told him about the store, that opportunity of that empty store that, you know, had the opportunity to call that gentleman. And he was like, 
do it. And so this is the thing, Brandy. I tell people, either person is going to make you better and they're going to put you at your best or help you, encourage you to be your best, or they're going to bring out the worst in you. Anybody that brought out the worst in me, I made different choices for my life. Now, I'm not saying all my relationships were great relationships. Well, what I am saying, I would, because I wasn't taking a whooping. I wasn't taking nobody beating on me and talking down to me because I already, you know what I'm saying? I had to work through, because remember, I was heavy set, So I had to kind of work through that process. So when I met Henry, Henry was a breath of fresh air in my life. And he was a man of God. I met him at church and he had just gotten out the net, the Navy. He was in the Gulf War. So he had came home. He was out of the Navy. He was, he had done all this tour. Uh, I don't know how they say it. He had done his tour duty or whatever it is. He had completed his mission. <laughs> so they sent him home and we was in church one day. I looked at him and I said, wow, he's cute. And long story short, um, somebody said, oh, I think he likes you. I was like, Henry Johnson does not like me. He is fine. They was like, no, nah, I think Henry Johnson likes you. Long story short, he asked me out on a date and we've been together every single day. 26 years later, we have grown to where we are. We have earned these stripes. We have earned the respect level that we have towards one another. And one way that we've done that is, and I had to learn how to be a wife versus taking the CEO home because men really ain't into having CEOs in their bedroom. <laughs> I'm just going to have mm-hmm. real talk with you. Mm-hmm. And even when we was in ministry together, he like, okay, evangelist, uh, can you have her go downstairs and wait in the, <laughs> wait on the couch until <laughs> I'm done with my wife. I love it. Right. I had to learn how to be who he needed me to be. And remember, we met at 20. We're both 50 now. So you evolve with each other at 20. I didn't need the same thing at 30 and I didn't need the same thing at 40. And we definitely are not the same people at 50. So we learned it's a language and it's a dance. And when you learn each other's uh, rhythm, you can move and you can move with each other and grow with each other. A lot of times we always wanted the same thing. That is one thing that helped us. We always wanted the same thing and he always wanted the best for me and I always wanted the best for him. So this is a great story. And I'm, I think I'm going to end with this part. I was always doing hair and I was getting tired of hair a little bit. It was kind of burning me out a little bit. I was standing behind the chair, getting frustrated because I, I didn't want to do it anymore, but I knew I still, it wasn't my time to kind of let it go completely. Well, anyway, my husband came home. He said, hey, I think I want to get my builder's license. I'm like, oh, awesome, babe. Go do it. You can do it. You can do it, right? So he went and got his builder's license. I was so proud of him and because he wanted to build homes. And then he said, you know what? I think I'm going to get my real estate license. And then what I realized is we were, ta- our language had begun to change. I was talking about hair. And he was talking about real estate. It was so important to me that I understood what he was talking about when he came home. I didn't want him to, I wanted him to feel safe when he came home. He could have conversation with me. And I didn't want him striking up conversations with nobody else. So I went to real estate school just to learn how to talk or what his, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how into each other we were. So when it, and, and, and I got my real estate license. I hated it. <laughs> I would be in closings. I said, you know, if you take that bang, and sw- my husband said, if you go into one more closing and help another lady with her hair, hey, you cannot go to no more closing helping people with hair. But that's what's my call. But again, my point is, we've learned to work with each other. We've not always got along. Um, the only reason why we didn't get that divorce that day is we didn't sign the papers. 
we just kept going. We kept working at it. We kept learning how to talk. We kept learning what each other's needs were. And we began to respect what he knew and what I knew. And we didn't challenge each other with that, if that makes sense. In other words, my mother, my, my husband has a strong sense of a business sense. And I have a strong sense of how to market the big picture. I can visualize it. I can say, oh my God, we need to do this, this, this. And I can have the vision of the product. But then my husband would say, no, you got to take step one, two, three, four. And I learned to respect that. And so when he'll say, no, it's not a good time for that, I'll pull back and say, okay, I'll trust you. So we had to learn to trust each other. Honey, that was a lot of fighting though. There's a whole lot of not talking at night. Because listen, I worked with my husband. My husband eventually took his buyout at his job that he worked for Ford. And, and he had a high ranking position at Ford and he made a lot of money. And he was like, no, I believe this is the season for us to get this shop. So where we are now, 15 years, we did. He walked away from a great paying job took that money and built the salon. And um, from the salon, he grew. I knew I wanted the products, but he took the, I'm telling you, it's really my husband that took these products and put them in the big box stores. Girl, it's so much reading. Them contracts about that thing. I just, I know I do hair real good, but I ain't doing no more. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. And I think it's great to have a great support system and to have a husband. Yeah that you could work with. And I'm glad you shared that because I understand I've been married for 15 years. So I understand there's ups and downs. Oh. It takes work and Whole but it's lot worth work. it. And, and it's great when you can work with your partner. <laughs> so I just wanted you to share that because I know he's a big part of what you do. He is um, a huge part. Yes, ma'am. And tell the truth. If y'all having problems, you're having problems. We, we've gone to counseling. He about on my nerve right now. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but the thing is, I respect him. My husband has never given me any reason to disrespect him. I've never had to deal with another woman. He's never had to deal with another man. Remember, our, our heart first. I, remember, I wanted to fall in love with somebody who fell in love with God more than he would fall in love with me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we have boundaries that we don't go out of. And so it's not, you know, who, who left the mustard out? and Why your socks in the middle? We can get through that. But it's some boundaries that we never crossed because we knew it was the point of no return. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks for sharing that. So I, I this we could talk all day, but I'm gonna wind down and ask you last few questions. Sure. The podcast. But I do want to ask you this one. What do you think has been the biggest lesson you have learned on your entrepreneurial journey? Oh my God. Um, keep getting up, get out the bed, and keep going. Whatever you do, do not quit. Um, I one of the things that I real quick story, I was doing business with people back and forth in India, and we had sent this ten thousand dollars to be wired so we can get this big gigantic shipment of hair. And we had taken our last ten thousand dollars to make this big investment. Well, when they sent us back, it was garbage. It was like it was horrible. It was we had to throw all the hair away. It devastated me, Brandy. I sat on the floor and I cried for like three or four days because I thought it was over. And now that I'm talking to you, those are major things that have happened to me. Like when I had to thought I was when I thought that I was going to have to close my whole my whole store down and fire, not fire, but let my whole staff go. When I sent out that $10,000 and those people stole that money from me, when I had somebody come into my store who did not like me, who told me, I'm going to shut you down. I got more money than you. I got this, I got that. And they did. They, they, they did. They had way more money than me, but it was kind of like you a peon and I'm going to shut you down. If you believe what God told you to do and just do that, just get up and do exactly what God told you to do 
and he will fight your battles. You will make mistakes. That's part of the process. Accept the mistakes as lessons. It's just lessons to teach you to get to the next level. Because you know what? There was a girlfriend, one of my clients, maybe about a year later, I was doing her hair and she just, you know, she was like, hey, I really, I just love how you always, every time I'm in your chair, you always encourage me. I'm like, you know, that's what we do. You know, we're hairdressers, we're therapists. So anyway, long story short, she called me one day. She said, hey, I need help. And I helped her. Really, she just needed prayer. Something was going on in her job. Brandy, two days later, I got a check for $10,000. Wow. That person who came in my store and said, I'm going to shut you down. I'm going to shut you down. Two years later, he shut his store down because he wasn't doing sales. My point is just keep going and just be you. Be who God has called you to be unapologetically. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. Yes, things are not going to work out. But if you do not quit, that's one breath. That's one lesson I got to get in my husband. He has taught me, get up out that bed and keep going. Whatever you do, just don't quit. I love it. I love it. So what's either your favorite book or book you're currently reading right now? Oh, that is a good question. I'm going to tell you right now, I um, The Power to Launch by Jeff Walker. Uh, E-Myth should be mandatory by law. You should not be able to get. Have you ever heard of E-Myth? I have heard of it. I haven't read that one, though. Girl, E-Myth should be a law. Like, if you don't read it in a business person, you should go to jail for it. You should go to jail for not reading E-Myth. Henry, is it E-Myth? Yes, it's E-Myth. I just wanted to make sure because they also have E-Myth finances. But E-Myth should be mandatory. But right now, what I've done is I have put down a couple of my books that I was reading. But my Jeff... Uh, Walker book, The Power to Launch, girl, because I got to know how to launch these products. <laughs> so that is an amazing pro- uh, amazing book. I am now taking Facebook ad classes. So I'm now in class. I'm taking a class, a course. That's what it is. It's a course. And it's a 12-week course on how to market. So I'm really in it. Anything that I've embarked in, and my husband is the same way, I believe, become the master of it. Be the expert of it. Don't have do it. Do it all the way. So now this is my new life. I don't do hair anymore, Brandy. What I do now is I create content for all my social media um, platforms to sell my products. So you want to sell them properly. You want to get out to the masses. So you got to know how to properly do that. And girl, I am not computer. I'm well, I'm computer savvy, but I'm not Facebook savvy and social media savvy. But I believe you are only as smart as the book you're willing to read. Or you're only as smart as the uh, class you're willing to take. And so that's how I feel about things. Now, I believe you empower yourself with knowledge, but knowledge that is put to work. Just because you know it don't mean anything. It's knowledge that you now work and it'll work if you work it. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much for sharing. That is phenomenal. You have been so great to have on. So I want you to share either your favorite quote or mantra. Okay. Um, love the Lord with all your heart and treat other people how you want to be treated. I love it. I love it. So tell everybody how they can find you, your website and all those great things. 
Sure. So my website is www.leehosthair.com. Lee with an L. I'm L-E, not a L-A, L-E. www.leehosthair.com. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube is all the host hair. I am still located at 30 West Nine Mile where we're doing this. Now we have a little small studio. So I have a studio in... um, uh, Southfield, but they can still come in and see wigs on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays if they like. And uh, all they have to do is give us a call at 248-546-4247. Thank you so much. Hey, Johnson, everybody. I'll have all of her information in the show notes. As always, stay great and we're out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks, and you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.